Hello, I'm Derek Walker. I'm the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church, and we're in a series on the imminent invasion of Israel in Ezekiel 38. And this is a very exciting prophecy, a very detailed prophecy about how Russia, it in, if we've seen already, that Russia, helped by Iran and Turkey and uh, Sudan and it seems like a number of other mostly Islamic nations are going to seize an opportunity uh, in the end times to attack Israel. And, but particularly the mountains of Israel, which is the West Bank, or, or the Jews would prefer to call it as Judea Samaria. It's actually the biblical heartland of Israel, but it is the disputed or the occupied territories in the eyes of the world. They, the nations of the world as a whole say that Israel doesn't have a right to it. Um, and, and in the UN resolutions very much they're against Israel. And really America is one of the only nations that would take Israel's side on that issue. And so that is the object of the invasion actually, the mountains of Israel. We talked about that last time. In other words, the object of this attack, the pretext of this attack, the, uh, the thing that will give it respectability in the eyes of the world is um, the fact that it is going to be officially, the reason will be to establish the Palestinian state, to enforce the two-state solution to drive out the settlers and enforce the two-state solution. And uh, the world will think that, that that's, a, that's a good and noble objective. Peace talks have broken down. But God will beg to differ because God has a different opinion on the matter. He, God says in this passage, they are my mountains. This is my land and Israel is my people and I have covenanted this land to Israel and therefore it belongs to Israel. The nations have no right to divide the land and we saw in Joel chapter 3 verse 2 that in fact God judges the nations when they try and divide the land of Israel and so judgment is going to come on these invading armies and uh, that's we're going to see what kind of judgment comes on them those armies will be destroyed but it won't be Israel uh, won't be the uh, Israel forces that destroy this army Israel won't even enter into this war um, because again, it will not be an attack on Israel proper. It will be an attack on the mountains of Israel, the occupied territories. And as a result, Israel, of course, isn't going to try and come up against Russia there. She would risk her very survival if she did that. Um, if America entered in, that might be a different matter. But Israel is very vulnerable, really, and wouldn't stand a chance in the natural against Russia. Uh, most of our population is in just Tel Aviv and Jerusalem. Uh, but it's not an attack on Israel proper, it's an attack on the mountains. And uh, God, in fact, steps in. Before American can decide whether to do anything, God steps in and he deals personally with those armies. And that is why it will be such a clear demonstration of, of divine intervention. And that will cause shockwaves to go around the world. And many will come to faith in God because God has clearly shown himself as the God of the Bible, the God of Israel. And this detailed prophecy in Ezekiel 38 to 39, 16 um, 
is going to be fulfilled and nobody will be able to question the matter. Well, it says in chapter th uh, 38, verse 3, it says, Behold, I'm against you, O Gog, that's the leader of this invasion, Prince of Rosh, Mishesh and Tubal, that identifies it as they are Russia and the other satellites of Russia. I will turn you around, that is, I'll turn you toward Israel. I will put hooks in your jaws to lead you out. So God, the first cause of this is God. God is in control and he has decided he's going to judge um, Gog and he is going to, uh, he is causing Gog to do this. But he says God, he'll put hooks in their jaws. Now that means that God is actually going to, um, he, he's going to, the hook is going to bring Gog into Israel. And I believe the hook here will be Gog's own self-interest. It will be, Gog won't be able to blame anyone when this happens because he will be acting out of his greed, his self-interest. He'll be hooked by his own desires. And those hooks will actually be to do with his uh, economic needs. If we read on in verse 10, it says, Thus says the Lord God, On that day it will come to pass that thoughts will arise in your mind, and you will make an evil plan. This is the hook that is now controlling his thoughts. You will say, I will go up against a land of unwalled villages. And we talked about how that describes the settlements on the mountains of Israel that are relatively unprotected compared to Israel itself. I will go to a peaceful people who dwell securely, all of them dwelling without walls, it says, to take, and here it is, here's the, motiv the real motivation of Russia. As we said, the pretext will be to set up a Palestinian state to enforce the two-state solution to solve the Mideast problem. That will be the pretext, the res respectable uh, the respectable thing, and that's why Russia uses a coalition of nations rather than just doing it herself. It needs to be respectable according to international law and all the rest of it. But the real reason, the real hook in her jaw, the, um, is, it says, to take plunder and to take booty. And particularly now with the sanctions, Russia is economically very vulnerable. Um, most people don't realize how much the sanctions are hurting Russia. She is very vulnerable, and especially because the price of oil and gas and her economy is based on energy and being able to supply energy to Europe and other places. Without, uh, and Israel actually has discovered many oil and gas resources herself. Uh, especially off the Mediterranean coast, and that threatened to destroy Russia's monopoly when Israel is already started to, to send that energy uh, to different places. And that's boosting Israel's economy. And, and so Russia has, is in a dangerous place economically. And by attacking in this way, she will actually get control of the Middle East and get control of the energy and it, she'll actually help her economy in a big way. So that's actually one major reason. And then it says to stretch out your hand against the waste places that are again inhabited and against the people gathered from the nations who have acquired livestock and goods who dwell in the midst of the earth. 
Now, this phrase, who dwell in the midst of the earth, has two possible interpretations. First of all, they dwell in the midst of the land, that's one interpretation, and indeed the mountains of Israel are the heartlands, they are the midst of the land of Israel. But it could be a reference to the fact that the strategic location of Israel itself in the midst of the earth, it's the center of the earth, as it were, of the landmass of the earth. Israel is placed, God's placed Israel at the strategic location right there in the Middle East. So her motivation is economic and also by taking control uh, of this, um, establish a Palestinian state, but it will be very much under Russian control, just like Russia's in Syria right now. Now Russia will have a presence there within, uh, and it will really become a puppet state of Russia. And so Russia will now have a real control now of the Middle East, and that will help her economy as well. And so that is her, her reason, that's, her, that's the hook in her jaw. And, and so then all that's needed is a catalyst. And I think the catalyst could be Israel attacking Iran, maybe a nuclear reactor in Iran, if Iran is getting close to producing nuclear bomb. Um, Israel doing that, that could give enough, because Iran and Russia are very much together now. So if Israel attacks Iran, that could be the excuse that Russia needs to do this. And now, of course, Syria. And that's one thing that's happened since I taught on this eight years ago. Syria now has, has, has gone into meltdown. And Russia and Turkey and Iran, the three major players in this invasion, they are now all in Syria. Syria now practically is not a nation, but now those three main invaders are in Syria. And where's Syria? It's right on the northern border of Israel. So those nations now have a perfect conduit into Israel. Everything's set up. And I want you to notice that, that everything is lined up for this invasion to happen as never before. And so um, the catalyst could be, because the big issue for Israel right now is Iran is now setting up its military in Syria. Not just Iran's proxy, Hezbollah, but the Iranian forces themselves. And Iran has constantly announced their intention to destroy Israel. And to have her on the border in Syria is very unacceptable for Israel. And they've constantly warned them and warned the Russians as well, we can't have this. We are going to have to attack the Iranian military positions there. And of course, as Israel is impelled to do that, because Iran is just too dangerous, that could provide the provocation or the excuse that Russia needs. So you've got God is in charge of the whole thing. There's the hook in the jaw. That is Russia's uh, real motivation is economic, as revealed here, and to have the control of the Middle East. But the pretext will be to set up the Palestinian state. That will give the respectable reason for this. And then there'll be a catalyst, some kind of something that Israel does against Iran, I suspect, that will give Russia the excuse to take action. Well, it says that uh, there are some people who do object to this invasion. And I want to turn to verse 13 now to, to talk about these ones. And that's where this comes very close to home. 
Ezekiel 38.13 says, Sheba, Didan, the merchants of Tarshish and all their young lions will say to you, Have you come to take plunder? Have you gathered your army to take booty, to carry away silver and gold, to take away livestock goods, to take great plunder? And here we find there are some people that have the courage to object to this big invasion. And, but it's an unlikely combination. Uh, basically what they say is they recognize the real motive of Russia. Russia will be saying yes it's to, do, to implement UN resolutions to establish a Palestinian state but these people understand what Russia's real motivation is is to take plunder, is economic advantage, is, is power. They're doing it for themselves in other words. But who are these people that object? And they're people to the Far East and the Far West. Sheba and Didan corresponds to Arabia today, Saudi Arabia, and on to, to the east. But Tarshish, and we're going to talk much more about Tarshish next time, I believe Tarshish is the United Kingdom. Um, and when it says the merchants of Tarshish, this is talking about the fact that Tarshish always was a trading nation and a, a maritime nation. There's much mentions of the ships of Tarshish. And it talks about Tarshish and all their young lions. And this is a Hebrew idiom that basically means the young lion, Tarshish is a lion, and of course the lion is the symbol of Great Britain. The young lions are the nations that come out of Great Britain, have come out of Great Britain. And really, above the, uh, Spain and France also have had young lions, they've had colonies, they've had empires, and many nations, as it were, have come out of that. But of all the, the nations of recent times, Britain was the most successful and had the most and the strongest of the young lions. And so our strongest young lion that come out was a colony that come out of Britain is America, of course, the USA. But there's Australia, there's um, Canada, New Zealand. In fact, they're in the Commonwealth. In other words, Britain and her young lions are still a group called the Commonwealth um, and America and so on and that which accounts for uh, almost three billion of the world's population. So Tarshish and her young lions are, are a major force and we're, we're going to talk more about them next time but um, Tarshish was known to be to the far west of Israel. So we got this nation to the far west, this nation on the far east, you know, which represent, and I'll prove this next time, United Kingdom and America and the other young lions, and Saudi Arabia. But isn't that the very alliance that is going on right now? Very strong economic ties between Saudi Arabia and America and the United Kingdom in the, in the sale of oil and also in our opposition to Iran. And this polarization is increasing between, as it were, Russia and Iran, uh, because that's Shi a Shia Muslim force that's trying to take over the Middle East, versus the Saudi Arabia, which is Sunni Muslim, in alliance with the West. And so this most unlikely alliance is exactly what we see here in verse 13, whereby the merchants of Tarshish and her young lions are alongside Sheba and Didan in resisting this invasion. And so sometimes 
it's interpreted and I think I used to interpret it like well yeah they, they speak words but they don't put up any real resistance but I don't think it that is mentioned as a negative against these countries I think God put that in as a positive sign that that these nations are on the other side of the issue and um, in fact they don't take action simply because they don't have time to but before they can do anything God steps in God rolls up his sleeves and says this one's mine I'm gonna deal with this one and so I think God is showing actually the alignment of the nations and isn't it amazing that it exactly agrees with the alignment today who would the present nations you'd expect to attack Israel and and the nations that would be supportive of Israel is exactly what we have again Russia and the Islamic nations like Iran and Turkey Turkey and has has become very against Israel more Islamic recently and uh, and again aligned with Israel is is Sheba Didan Saudi Arabia and the Tarshish nations led by America and the US uh, and the UK and that's the alignment we see today and so that is another encouragement why I think we are getting very close to the fulfillment of this let me just point out some of the international developments since 2010 that's increased my conviction this invasion is imminent the stage in other words is is being set you know, before we saw that Iran, Turkey, Russia, you know, that, that they're in position, well, you can understand that. Since 2010, Russia has become much more proactive, sensing America's weakness, unwillingness to get involved in the, in the fight in the Middle East. Russia in, has shown itself not only on its own borders, but in Syria. Russia's come in and, and very much taken control of that situation. And so, and, and she's succeeded in that. And so that's going to give her much more confidence to do that again with Israel in the Middle East. Turkey, that used to be pro-Israel now, is anti-Israel, and of course Iran. And then on the other hand, UK, USA and Arabia, who oppose the invasion. That's exactly the alignment that's happening and now Saudi Arabia is becoming much more closely aligned uh, with the UK and USA because of our mutual fear of Iran. The Syrian war has happened, has opened the door for Russia and Iran and Turkey to establish a military presence in Syria which is just to the north of Israel. Another interesting thing that's happening is Brexit. Brexit means the release of the UK from the sovereignty of the anti-Israel EU. And that allows us to be more supportive of Israel. And so it's important that Tarshish, if Tarshish is the UK, and we'll talk about that next time, that Tarshish can act as an independent force with the other Tarshish nations and, um, and, and in support of Israel. And that's what seems to be happening in the prophecy. Now the USA has a much more pro-Israel president. And so that makes Israel and the settlements in particular feel much more secure under American protection. And that's what the, the uh, prophecy says, that they'll be dwelling securely. 
On the other hand, Russia has become more confident, flexing its muscles in the Middle East, and Putin has increased his control on power. So Gog is very much in position. Russia's economy is much more vulnerable now with her reliance on oil and gas, which the prices had dropped. Increasing sanctions from the West uh, and Israel's now being an energy source. Um, all of these factors means Russia will, the pressure on Russia economically will be to do something and that something will be to invade the mountains of Israel. The tension between Russia and the West, especially the USA, is increasing. It's in the news constantly, isn't it? And uh, that is increasing all the time and becoming potentially dangerous. The, the, yes, there's an international agreement with Iran over her nuclear development, but it doesn't really stop Iran. It just slowed her progress for a few years, but it actually creates a path for Iran to get nuclear weapons. And at the same time, it's in decreased the sanctions on her, and that gave her more money now to project her power across the Middle East even more. And that actually caused causes Saudi Arabia now to base her whole foreign policy on restraining Iran. And it's bringing actually Saudi Arabia closely, more close to the Western powers and even to Israel, which is interesting. And, and Saudi Arabia needs the support of the Western powers to, to face Iran. And so we see the new USA uh, administration taking a more confrontational uh, approach to Iran and and so we that will push Iran even more into the Russian arms uh, and they are allies together now in Syria so we see Russia and Iran getting closer all of these things are factors that that bring uh, conditions just as the prophecy describes the overall effect of all this is that there's a big increasing polarization between Russia and Iran on one hand and the USA and the UK on the other hand. Also what we've seen in Turkey is this failed coup in Turkey has increased uh, President Erdogan's power and his moves to Islamicize Turkey and to oppose Israel. It's not hard to see Turkey aligning with Russia against Israel if there was a suitable situation that would not violate her membership of NATO and that, and that basis will be the Palestinian issue. And then there was the UN Resolution 2334 which the USA would normally have vetoed but President Obama didn't. He, he failed to do that near the end of his presidency and this confirmed to me, and I think that was a trigger to me, that I realized that the basis for this international coalition that will give it respectability will be to, um, the, the basis of it will be that the, the invasion is to solve the Palestinian issue because it will be backed by this international UN resolution. And because this resolution basically said, and it was by, as it were, the nations of the world they all declare that Israel's occupation of the mountains of Israel, the West Bank, to be illegal. And so that gave a moral justification uh, 
if there's no peace deal, it, it kind of gives them uh, a moral justification for the nations to impose a solution by seizing the mountains of Israel and establishing a Palestinian state there. And that's what this invasion will do. So the whole basis has been laid in the UN and among the, the nations around. And so by seizing the initiative, just like she did in Syria, Russia will gain a strategic victory by um, conquering the mountains of Israel. She'll build solidarity with the Islamic nations there. The Palestinian state will be a Russian puppet. She'll be able to dominate the Middle East as well as Syria and control the energy market. And, um, and now, of course, with the Syrian war and Russia in Syria, there is now a corridor a direct corridor all the way through Syria, which is now Russian controlled with Iran as well, and Turkey, all right through to Israel. So we can see exactly this, this could happen any time, this invasion of Ezekiel 38. And when it does, get ready because God is going to rise up and he's going to take action. And uh, if you know this prophecy in Ezekiel 38 and 39, you will be equipped to be a tremendous witness when this happens, because it's going to be amazing. The whole world will be in shock and awe when God actually steps up and destroys these armies without a weapon being fired against them. They will be destroyed and people will know this is the hand of God. And then you can point them to Ezekiel 38 and you can show how it's all written there. Or even better, buy my book and you can give them my book and uh, you will be able to witness to them and then tell them this proves the Bible's true. And the Bible also says that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He died for your sins on the cross and he loves you. And he rose from the dead the third day and he offers you the gift of eternal life. And if you repent and give your life to him, you can receive his gift of eternal life. He will save you from hell. And this will be your great opportunity to preach the gospel. So we're not just talking about irrelevant stuff here. We're talking about things that will be a major part of the end time revival. You may already have my book called The Imminent Invasion of Israel, but this is the revised, expanded edition. It's practically like a new book. It's been rewritten with lots more information in, new revelation in brings you up to speed with the present political situation. And so this book is all about what is going to happen anytime soon, that invasion of Ezekiel 38. So I've just rewritten it. I've expanded it. It's much bigger than the previous one. So please, even if you've got the old one, it's really out of date now. You need to get this one. The invasion of Israel. It's going to happen anytime soon. Make sure you're ready. Thank you for watching. You can watch more of our teachings on our Oxford Bible Church Roku channel and Derek Walker YouTube channel. You're most welcome to join us at our church services which are every Sunday at 11am and 6pm at Cheney School, Headington, Oxford, OX3 7QH. You can order CDs, DVDs, books and other great products from our online shop at www.oxfordbiblechurch.co.uk or by calling 01865 515 086.